Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 63 O God, you are my God, I seek you. My soul thirsts for you, my flesh faints for you, as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So I have looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and glory. Because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise you. So I will bless you as long as I live. I will lift up my hands and call on your name. My soul is satisfied as with a rich feast, and my mouth praises you with joyful lips. When I think of you on my bed, and I meditate on you in the watches of the night, for you have been my help, and in the shadow of your wings I will sing for joy. My soul clings to you, your right hand upholds me. But those who seek to destroy my life shall go down into the depths of the earth. They shall be given over to the power of the sword, they shall be prey for jackals. But the king shall rejoice in God. All who swear by him shall exult, for the mouths of liars will be stopped. Amos chapter 8, verses 7 through 14. The Lord has sworn by the pride of Jacob. Surely I will never forget any of their deeds. Shall not the land tremble on this account, and everyone mourn who lives in it, and all of it rise like the Nile, and be tossed about and sink again like the Nile of Egypt? On that day, says the Lord God, I will make the sun go down at noon, and darken the earth in broad daylight. I will turn your feasts into mourning, and all your songs into lamentation. I will bring sackcloth on all loins, and baldness on every head. I will make it like the morning for an only sun, and the end of it like a bitter day. The time is surely coming, says the Lord, when I will send a famine on the land. Not a famine of bread, or a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. They shall wander from sea to sea, and from north to east. They shall run to and fro, seeking the word of the Lord, but they shall not find it. In that day the beautiful young women and the young men shall faint of thirst. Those who swear by Ashima of Samaria, and say, As your God lives, O Dan, and as the way of Beersheba lives, they shall fall and never rise again. First Corinthians chapter 14 verses 20 through 25 Brothers and sisters, do not be children in your thinking. Rather, be infants in evil, but in thinking be adults. In the law it is written, By people of strange tongues and by the lips of foreigners I will speak to this people, yet even then they will not listen to me, says the Lord. Tongues, then, are a sign not for believers, but for unbelievers. Well, prophecy is not for unbelievers, but for believers. If, therefore, the whole church comes together and all speak in tongues, and outsiders or unbelievers enter, will they not say that you are out of your mind? But if all prophecy, an unbeliever or outsider who enters, is reproved by all and called to account by all, after the secrets of the unbeliever's heart are disclosed, that person will bow down before God and worship him, declaring, God is really among you.
Good morning, and welcome to the 24th Monday after Pentecost. <clears throat> this is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Iamsville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 63, Amos 8, and 1 Corinthians 14. Uh, this morning's reading is also the last one I'll be doing from Maryland. Um, my family is heading up to um, North Yarmouth, Maine, uh, for a couple of weeks. First to quarantine and then to do Thanksgiving. <clears throat> um, and so, of course, we've been spending several hours packing the car because it's a good, uh, just a straight shoot. It's usually nine, maybe ten hours, and we're basically planning to be driving from 7 a.m. to probably nine or ten. So it's going to be fun. Um, but I wanted to make sure I got uh, the reading done and the, the reflection before we headed out. Um, and just in terms of the, the reading this morning, one thing that stood out is I thought of talking about tongues. Uh, it's just a really interesting topic. Um, but between that and the exhortation <clears throat> to not be children in your thinking, but rather be children in evil, but in thinking be mature, um, and, and tongues, maturity in tongues. And um, a couple months ago, um, I got blocked by a an influential Christian friend. I don't know if they're a friend still. No, I don't think they are. Um, there's definitely falling out. Um, and this friend said, you know, I think it was, I think it was during the Brett Kavanaugh hearings, and Lindsey Graham who's a senator who recently got reelected in South Carolina um, and is also an Air Force veteran, I believe. Um, he was, I mean, and I was pretty alarming, the theatrics. Um, and of course, because he's a veteran, I feel a little bit more like, I don't know, some kind of connection, some kind of expectation, I guess. And the theatrics and the just bare partisanship um, in support of something that he wanted. And there's just been, there've been a series of, not a series, but there've been a handful of, um, interviews that he's done, um, whether it's, I don't know, begging for money for his reelection, which was successful. Um, but I think before Trump was elected, he had all kinds of things to say about Trump, um, kind of blunt things. Um, and then he flipped when Trump, Trump took office, he couldn't say enough nice things about him. And, and somewhere in an interview, may have been New York Times, it was an audio interview, um, essentially he said, look, that you know, if I want to hold on to power and get things done, then you know, I have to hitch my wagon to this guy. Um, and I don't know, I don't, I don't know if that was a confession for him, but it sounded like, I want power. I want things to go my way, and I'm going to hitch my wagon to someone that I think is not qualified, that I think all these things that I've said before. Um, and so during the Brett Kavanaugh thing, it was just like, give me a break. And I think I said something like, I think it was something like, Lindsey Graham is a hypocritical asshole, or something like that. And so my influential friend was clutching his pearls and he said because you use the f word 
in Twitter, I've, I've had to block you. And I thought that was a little, a little odd. Um, and the sentiment um, was not just his. I think there's a very strong um, kind of current in the church, progressive and conservative, where um, cursing is somehow really important. And well, important in a bad way, it's really bad. And of course in the military you curse a lot and it's almost become kind of like speaking in tongues. Um, it, it not only has its own language and cadence and like uh, severity um, and kind of a dark humor, um, it, it's become a point of stumbling, I suppose, for um, some Christians. And I, I, I thought in, in creating First Formation and, and maintaining it, I may have even said this at some point in like an intro bumper or something like first formation is for mature and maturing audiences. And if, you know, if, if you can't handle an F bomb or two, well then, you know, don't listen. Um, if that's what, if that is so important to you, um, that you'll block someone or that you'll like grasp your pearls and wonder, you know, God forbid he should utter a word that I don't like. Um, then I'm sorry, you've got pretty thin skin and most grunts, most soldiers and veterans I know uh, have had to have much thicker skin. So clearly you're not in my target audience. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, that does not seem to be incredibly spiritually mature to um, to get upset over a curse word while 18 Christian soldiers are killing themselves every day. Um, and so maybe it is a new kind of speaking in tongues where... Um, you know, outsiders and unbelievers think that we're out of our mind if, God forbid, we should drop an F-bomb or, or say a word, a four-letter word that, you know, you don't typically say in front of children. Um, and that's kind of, that's kind of the irony of it, is, are we children? Um, I mean, sh I, I don't, like, children before evil is to be innocent, but to be, um, but to be I, I don't know, I think there's a distinction between childish and childlike. And childlike is to be full of wonder and to be curious. Like, what does fuck mean? Well, it means nothing, frankly. Um, if you're interested in what I think fuck means, um, you can go, you can look up holy fuck, a good, hom a good Friday homily, um, left without deliverance. Um, that's what I think fuck means. Um, but, it, you know, there is no etymology, there's no history. It just appeared out of the ether and it means nothing. It just means it's a, a curse word, nothing more than a curse word. But what it does do, clearly, as um, my being blocked on Twitter um, indicates, is that there's it carries with it a certain obscenity. And some people don't like obscenity. They like to surround themselves with puppies and sunshine and rainbows and um, unicorn horns. Um, and that's just not that's a luxury that um, soldiers and veterans in particular do not have. Um, and so if you, I mean, I, I mark first formation as explicit. Uh, I, I will ponder exchange as well, which I'm really hoping to drop this, this week. I think it's Wednesday is the 11th. God, pray for me that I finish at least one more episode of ponder exchange. Um, but um, yeah, I think that obscenity is real. And pretending it doesn't exist, 
by blocking out those who use obscenities or those who carry obscenities in their being, in in their memories, in their um, in their very understanding of faith, um, to push them out, to try and block them off from from you know our community or, or or a community, or to to try and silence them even before your own ears, um, speaks to a certain immaturity, uh, speaks to a, a certain childishness, not a childlikeness. Um, and so um, I don't think that all obscenity is prophetic or, or appropriate, um, but at the very least, what it does is it shakes us out of our complacency. It alerts us to something being wrong. And if you mistake the obscenity with the injustice, you're, you're merely perpetrating the thing that is wrong, which is in itself an obscenity. To hear the cry of the oppressed um, and to do nothing or to shut it off or to silence it because it doesn't sound the way you want it to sound um, is to participate in evil. Uh, maybe not, not directly, but uh, there are sins of omission just as there are commission. Um, when your brother or sister cries out um, and you do nothing, um, our God does not look kindly upon that. Um, and if we really do believe God is among us, and we we believe that he was crucified innocently, that is itself a certain obscenity, and that should make us angry, and that should um, bear words in our souls and in our throats. And if you know there's you know toxic positivity that shuts down um, discomfort and pain and agony and anger, um, then I, I'm sorry, I'd rather be on the side of the angry. Um, than on the, the blind or the deaf. A Poem to a Certain Civilian by Walt Whitman Did you ask dolce rhymes from me? Did you seek the civilian's peaceful and languishing rhymes? Did you find that I sang erewhile so hard to follow? Why, I was not singing erewhile for you to follow, to understand, nor am I now. I have been born of the same as the war was born. The drum corps rattle is ever to me sweet music. I love well the martial dirge, with slow wail and convulsive throb leading the officer's funeral. What to such as you anyhow such a poet as I? Therefore leave my works, and go lull yourself with what you can understand and with piano tunes. For I lull nobody, and you will never understand me. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with Pew Pew HQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. 
I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.